Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the man who, who plays by all the rules, always, Jason. Rule one, cardio. Rule two, double tap. Rule three, beware of bathrooms. Anyway, welcome uh, everyone to episode 39 of Rewind and Review, the retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? This episode of Rewind and Review will look at a film that celebrated its 10th anniversary in October this year, a film that took us by surprise and convinced us that the zombie apocalypse may be more fun than we realised. <laughs> so grab your shotgun, find your Twinkie and strap in as we travel back once again to the year 2009. We have to go back! Go back, Stem! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? It was 2009, the year James Cameron finally gave us Blue Cat People. J.J. Abrams renewed our interest in Star Trek. Brad Pitt scalped Nazis <laughs> and meatballs rained down from the heavens. But there was one movie that snuck up on us out of the blue and became an instant cult classic and a source of endless one-liners and probably the best meme ever made. Zombieland. That's right. Uh, that's right, written uh, by Rhett Reese um, and Paul Wernick. And directed by Ruben Fleischer is how I'm going to pronounce it. He was a director of Venom, actually. Um, Zombieland tells a story of a world overtaken by a zombie apocalypse uh, and the journeys that a misfit group of survivors take to get to California all amongst the chaos. The survivors, each named after locations instead of people in order to not get too attached to each other, are made up of the play it safe and by the rules Columbus, played by Jesse Eisenberg, the tough guy zombie killing machine Tallahassee, played by Woody Harrelson, and con artist sisters Wichita, Emma Stone, and Little Rock, Abigail Breslin. Together they travel through the devastated United States with plenty of jokes, Arguments and bonding, aiming to get to Pacific Playland in Los Angeles and find a Twinkie with a scene-stealing cameo from none other than Mr. Bill Murray. Absolutely. So, Zombieland. Yes. I'd watched this one time. Right. When it came, I don't even think I saw it at the movies. I think I just... I think I picked up, like, the X-Rental. I bought it from the video stores. Remember those? Those yeah. still existed 10 years ago. <laughs> um, I just bought it. I was like, that looks sick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. Watched it. Watched it just the one time. I remember liking it, but yeah. I don't remember, you know, like loving it or being too overly enthused about it. I was like, okay, that was fun. That was cool. Whatever. Put it on my shelf. Never touched it again. Until it came to prepping for this yeah. episode. Uh, watched it again for the second time. Did you think that your perspective changed? Um, I know it changed. Yeah. Going into it, I didn't think it would have or I didn't really know what to expect. But I found myself thinking, I don't remember liking this as much. Mm. And I don't know if it's just maybe I've, my sense of humour has changed in 10 years or something. But yeah, I just found myself enjoying this movie more. I found it funnier than what I remember. Mm. Um, and I found the characters just way more likeable and cooler and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I had yeah. a I had a similar experience. So I'd I've only seen it twice before this, 
and then I saw it again, obviously in prep for this. So three times only, um, and yeah, and I think I saw it actually in cinemas. Cool. And then I saw it again another time, one time later. Um, but yeah, this third viewing, I just had a, a new appreciation for it. So when you watched it the, the other two times, was it sort of like? Oh, it's good. Yeah. I mean, but didn't hell love it? Like, yeah. Hey, um, I don't know. I just, I think it was one. I enjoyed it, and then after that, I kind of just forgot about it. Just moved on. Yeah. Yeah. And then they released. They said they were releasing the second one. I'm like, oh really? Do they need to? And then after watching it, you know, like I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really, really, really one. excited yeah. for the second one. So yeah, there you go. Three times. So not not. I guess this is one of those movies for both of us where we're not that super familiar with it. Yeah, but that's not always a bad thing. It's, no, it's, it's all so. part of the the surprise. But it's kind of cool that I guess we have the same. We had I guess sort of the same experience mm. with it, at least this this new this, this latest viewing. Copy so that. maybe they've just snuck a new movie out. And we, <laughs> no. did they make the movie better and then like give it to no. us? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we just uh, we've just matured with our sense mm. of humor. But this, from American Pie through to maybe yeah, we, we we grew up a little bit there. Um, this movie, a cheap, fairly cheap movie, twenty three point six million dollars to make, um, yep. brought in a box office of um, one hundred two point four million. Yes. So I mean, when when I was talking huge, you know, like multi. Like hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars box office, but for that budget, she ain't a Marvel movie. Nah, for that budget, that is a good return. Um, home video, though, which I guess I like in somewhat contributed to this, a yeah. further 55.4 million just in America. Just in America, it is that couldn't get the America. stats for the rest of the world. Not probably good could if I looked hard enough. Not good enough, Robert. That's all I could find. <laughs> um, what I will say is this is a very the movie is a very polished looking $23 million. Mm. Like for 23 mil, what they did is pretty good. Like, as in it, it it's just a, it doesn't feel like they've, they've, oh, let, it doesn't it, feel like, I yeah. mean, it's, I wouldn't even call this really low budget. It, it's a small budget. Mm. Um, but yeah, like yeah, they really hide anything that could make it look low budget. Mm. Um, I mean, there's there probably could be more zombies. Which is something I noticed. Like, there isn't really that many. But, I mean... it's a good point. There isn't really, is there? I mean, you know, what you do see with them is all practical. So, that yeah. all kind of makes sense. I mean, the, they probably spent the most money on all the all the graphics on the screen. Yeah. Of the, every time there was a new rule that they needed to put yeah, that's, out. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's their entire that, effects budget. That's not word art. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all pretty good stuff, too. All right. Uh, rating. So, it generally receives positive reviews from critics. Um... Rotten Tomato, it's currently sitting with a 90%, uh, at 90%, with an average 7.4 out of 10, and that's from 245 reviews, which is actually on the, that's a lot, really. Pretty up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Metacritic, give it 73 out of 100, that's 31 reviews, and CinemaScore, give it the old A- minus on an A to F scale. Our good buddy, Roger Ebert, um, was surprised at the film uh, with the film's ability to be significantly funny while still making uh, making it all about zombies. Um, he said, All of this could have been dreary, but not here. The filmmakers uh, show invention and a well-tuned comic timing. So it's props from, props from Roger. Basically, it's the yeah. American version of Shaun of the Dead. It really is, isn't it? It really, it really is. However, let's think give, about it. Let's give them credit. I reckon. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, 2004, we're talking five years earlier. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, I'm not surprised, you know, like this sort of game. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, not to, not to <laughs> tug on anyone's uh, well-doings here, but thematic inspiration. <laughs> yes. Inspired by not copying. Um, well, no, it's very, very different. But anyway, uh, okay, awards. It was nominated for a bunch of Teen Choice Awards, um, particularly in the categories of Best Ensemble um, and also Best Horror, but it's kind of more comedy than horror, but it was it's all over the shop. It didn't really get much recognition in regards to some of the really big awards. Yeah. But, um, and Bill Murray was praised for his cameo performance. Um, so People were happy about that. People were happy. <laughs> I certainly was happy. I certainly was totally happy. And I, I almost forgot about it when I was watching it again. I was like, oh, it's oh, like, oh. yeah, it's just like an amazing thing. I forgot it was coming until they went to his, used to get to the gate and it says BM. Yeah. And, you're and like, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, franchise. So there was a TV pilot ordered. Yes. Um, Amazon Studios ordered a pilot in 2013 with the producer Gavin Pallone, Pallone um, and writers Rhett, Reese and Paul Wernick um, all involved. Um, so bring in the original team back, but a different cast. Uh, the studio didn't end up like, ordering the series. So there was a pilot created and that was it. I think it's good that that never became a thing. They would have taken the same characters, different actors, and yeah. I guess like done something with it, and then that would have yeah. existed. And then they might not have felt like, oh, let's revisit, let's revisit it, it yeah. with the original actors, which, which is what we're going to get. A sequel released 10 years later, 2019. Here we are. And do you know what? Just before we just chat to the sequel, I feel like we're in, we're in this age of these big studios and big labels, uh, you know, coming forth with really big stream like streaming platforms, big yeah. big series, and I wonder with with the the sequel to this movie, you know, if it's successful, which I dare say it's going to be successful, whether or not this will be this will turn into another, you know, you got Amazon Prime, you they might commission a new series, you might try and revive that yeah. idea or concept. Yeah, I reckon make a bit more money. Yeah, possibly. And then we'll probably have... Hard to say, never to, say never. <laughs> yeah, have the capital to use the um, get the original cast. Anyway, sequel. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen it. You're excited to see it. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, that movie is out now. Yeah, Zombieland Double Tap, mm-hmm. how it's called. So, yes. Um, we'll be doing a review on that film shoot, Luke and I. Keep an ear out for it. Keep an ear out for it. Okay, well, let's talk. Let's pull it apart a little bit. Cast... This movie is an ensemble, a small ensemble. Very small. Mainly four characters. Yeah. They're our core characters. They're a little unit, little family. They come together. It's that classic, uh, let's get a bunch of misfits together. And yeah. Is that a classic thing? I don't know. And they, <laughs> they, I think it is. Breakfast Club? That's like my go-to <laughs> on misfits doing stuff in a group. Yeah. But we've got four very different characters played by four very good actors. Yeah. And you look, you look at the uh, like the pedigree of these, the whole cast, and even they're all either Oscar then, winners, nominees, like yeah. Even ten years ago, I mean, they were all doing incredible things. Even yeah. Abigail Breslin was doing like Little Miss Sunshine. Sunshine yeah, Emma Stone was. Which had she done the? Was it the Help that she was in? No, it was. Um, remember, uh, what was it called? The one with the A on the chest. Easy A. Easy A. Yeah. Was that award worthy and stuff? Oh no! But I it think was, she wasn't was the, pushing was she, her out into the into the world. You know? Yeah, but she was doing nice stuff. And Woody yeah. Harrelson, of course, is is Woody Harrelson. Yeah, well. Jesse Eisenberg. What have you done? Like the Social Network by then? I'm just guessing yeah, these things he, had already happened. I think he, I think he had. Um, but yeah, either way, he's he's been in a in a bunch of different properties, and he always plays that. You know, th- this kind of character is 
he seems to be almost typecast to this kind of this kind of personality. I was thinking that when we were watching this, you know, like that quirky yeah. sort of awkward, which he does so well. Mm. But then I'm like, I'm thinking of his other roles that he's done since then. And I'm like, you know, he has mixed it up quite a bit. And there's been... Was he? There's, yeah. Look yeah. at some sm- very small, like, indie movies and stuff that he's been in. And then mm. there, there are some freaky ones. Okay. And, like, some weird, like, thrillers and stuff. And, yeah, they're very different. But, I mean, take his role in The Social Network. He's not an awkward... No. Like, he's quite menacing. And then even if you want to jump into his role, his performance as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Even though it's squirmy it's, it's and snarly, it's, a little bit, but it's, it's yeah. there's a creep factor to it. Yeah. yeah, so you know he's mixing it up. But yeah, but his portrayal here, I think he's great. So what is his character lives by his rules, and pretty much the rules dominate. We'll talk about them later, but they dominate the uh, the, the storytelling and the narrative of the movie. They mm. pop up everywhere, um, and yeah, and that's how he survived. He's a very by the book kind of guy. You. <laughs> His his introduction to the uh, the zombie apocalypse is his was it his, his roommate? Yes, uh, yeah, four hundred six. Um, Amber Heard. We'll talk about her, I guess. But yeah, he he just seems so naive, and he's yeah he's just, and yeah lets a zombie back into his house, <laughs> kind of thing, and then learns yeah he, he basically learns those rules, and and that's how he survived, and he's on his way to Ohio, I think, to go see his family. I think that's his yeah, mission. Yeah, until, he, he, until he learns that. Yeah. You know, they've heard that pretty much everyone's gone there. There's nothing left. Yeah. Which is a nice but, sort of moment when he learns that. Because, like, you just see, I don't know, you see a little bit of sensitivity with their little troop. Yeah. When she she drops that well, and I mean, then you, they realise... You have like, the two of the female characters, like the sisters, like they're... They've basically just been screwing them over and then yeah. suddenly they're stuck in this vehicle together. They're kind of like giving each other... Bit of, bit of shit and then hmm. yeah she drops it kind of empathizes just a um, little bit to yeah. him after that and it's just like yeah sorry yeah and then it's like becomes real that it's like and it's one of the, the this one of the few moments in this movie where it's like oh yeah there is serious stuff to this like yeah. there is there's still the idea of death but then it moves forward and it gets all pretty funny but columbus yeah like he's he's told I me mean, we get a narration from him hmm. it's almost like Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's a, he is the narrator. It's almost like, yeah, he's retelling the thing, but he's also very much aware that this is a movie and we're yeah. a movie audience, so he's speaking to that. So mm. it's not like he's sitting down somewhere within the movie world writing a, a thing. It's yeah. it's uh, it's like it's a secondary or, presence of him. Yeah. He's not, it's not really him, but it is. Would you say it's almost considered breaking the fourth wall almost? Even it, though he, I mean... On I, screen he isn't, but the narration... He's self-aware and he's aware. Yeah, as a narrator, he's breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Through his voice. That scene when he finds out that Ohio is pretty much gone, Mm. it's one of those very few few moments in the movie where you're... you're, Like, it's a lot of... It's all fun and games, but then there's just little subtle moments when you remember that actually no the end of the world's happening and yeah. the characters are currently experiencing but the they end don't of the world. let you dwell on it too long like no, they, they don't let little, you feel yeah. that to an extent where you're just like oh yeah. this is sad it's it, it is all get back to the fun and games yeah. and having a good time like the movie opens with like a bathroom situation where you <laughs> or even like the narration you know it's, yeah. it's like yep shit's gone down and there's yeah. just crazy moments yeah. of zombie attacks and, <laughs> and then we get Columbus at the, the service station, service station. And yeah. the whole thing is ruled with the toilet and yeah just as we get the introduction to all of his rules yeah. and how they sort of fit in play in a situation and it's like we're very familiar especially by 2009 we were familiar with zombie yeah. um, I guess 
motifs, if you would. You know, yeah. we have the whole uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, mm. all of that. I think The Walking Dead had definitely started by then. Yeah. Resident Evil. Or had it. It's in its 10th season. But yeah, we had things like Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. It was... I think it was, we were just in the peak of, of, the, <laughs> of the zombie craze, yeah. right? Like, in our But world. most of that was all serious stuff. This is... Oh, of course, this yeah. Is a con- and this is a Except comedy. for, like, Shaun of the Dead, which we mentioned. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, that's a good movie, too. But, but to see those rules play out yeah. in things that we, we're used to seeing... Other characters and other things sort of either survive or or not survive. Yeah. In a, if they were following these rules, it's like hey, maybe they could have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you would fly through a windscreen if you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Or yeah. yeah, you need to be fit. These are the things you need to live by. And it's Columbus's brains and not so much his brawn. Although he does develop like yeah. gun skills and stuff at yeah. some point during this movie. <laughs> like, suddenly yeah. he's like an A shooter. Well, I mean, the whole rule double tap. It's indicative that he knows he has to shoot something. So yeah, he and he needs to shoot it dead, dead. not just yeah. shoot it. Shoot it and shoot it again. Okay, so that's uh, Columbus Tallahassee. So he's, he's basically like, what state would he? He's like a, he's like a redneck like a on wheels. Southern. Yeah, he's like a redneck, but then he's like he a, also a human goes, version thank of God one of those states. Yeah, remember when he's when they they find the car? Yeah, thank like, God for rednecks thank God and all those rednecks. guns. Yeah. <laughs> But he's great. He's responsible for many of the one-liners in the movie. Um, and Woody Harrelson just—he can just—he can just perform so he well. Just perform. He can he's just, just so good. He could just be Woody Harrelson, and that's cool. But he's, he's not. It, do you think this is Woody Harrelson? Do you think? This I mean, is, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's—he's just so comfortable in this role, even though I don't think he is a redneck in real life. <laughs> but I—I I, I think it's he great. Can, he can. He has an inner redneck. Just. Like. <laughs> Waiting to burst out of him, <laughs> uh, but um, it's it's the it's the giant kind of expressive character that he's got that you know alongside Jesse Eisenberg's very mild mannered, like timid, quirky character that it's yeah. like you get that balance. Even I mean, all four characters they're all so different, and it's the fact that they're all different yeah. that makes it really work. Well, that's yeah, and, but in terms of like a buddy hmm. double cop. Thing. They're not cops, but yeah, they're not know, cops. It's, it's them too. Like yeah, Columbus way. and Tallahassee. And Tallahassee is, if we haven't really been t- talking around it, but he's pretty much a, just a tough guy. He's a tough guy. He's a, a not a social guy. He doesn't like company. He's a bit of a loner mm. in that sense. And he's really, really good at killing zombies. That's he enjoys he's it. He fun. Yeah. He says halfway somewhere through the movie that that's one thing. He's just. He just realised that he's really good at it and really enjoys doing it, um, and it may not have been part of his life beforehand. And you, that's one thing about all these characters: you don't even know what they were like. You don't know, and they don't really talk to about what I mean, they. We what get a couple flashbacks yeah. of of each of the characters, and it, yeah. they're minor, but I mean, they give us enough information that we're like, "All right, cool. That's all we need to know." Mm-hmm. We know that Columbus was like a loner, and yes, he had parents, but he didn't have. Like a family, yeah. Does he put it? Yeah. Um, Tallahassee had a he's at, had a family because he had a son. Well, we're we're led to believe that he just had a dog, so we're thinking, yeah. ah, still a loner type guy, but like a badass loner type guy with yeah. a dog. So it's like, oh yeah, he still has a sensitive side, but it's like in a cool way. Yeah. But then we find out, yeah, like he's actually been talking about his son. Yeah. So even the fact that he's he's withheld that detail from these people, it's mm. like he's putting up walls. He's got. He's got layers. Yeah, he does. He's fantastic, and he and he comes to the rescue at the end just by showing off his 
his supreme killing skills. He's what? good with guns. He's, He's just really good, good with, guns. with guns. I remember, I remember watching that that scene where he's surrounded by the one million zombies. <laughs> not really, it's probably about fifty of them. But when he's prepping, when he's been bored of that, the only time <laughs> well, there's lots of zombies. Yeah, is, is inspire extras cast. Um, but he, you know, when he's setting up, he's putting all these magazines on the on the back bench, yeah. and you, like you, the vibes just there. You know, that, oh, he's cool. Oh, he becomes an action hero, like, yeah. where, and he's just spinning around, reloading guns. <laughs> and it's just so cool, but. Throughout the the whole movie, you know that he's a badass, but it's that moment where he really gets to shine. And he's as he's walking, like he 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 does it as a bit of misdirection, and he and you you know like he's in his element. And he just goes, "Yep, I got this." Mm. Hundred zombies, fuck it, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. This. And off he goes. But and then, he's yeah. on his mission for a Twinkie as well. That's, well, that's I have it. to say that that's but, wonderful. Yeah. He's on he's on this mission. He knows what he wants. I mean, they don't really have a direction except for the fact that, you know, they think they're all going in the same direction. California, the girls want to go to um, that Pacific Pacific play or whatever it's called. They, you know, but it's all in the same direction. He wants a Twinkie. So he's along for the ride in hopes of finding a Twinkie. Twinkie. Yeah. But it's it's nice that it's like, you know, we we talked about him, you know, losing his son in this Mm -hmm. whole shitstorm. But it's like, these three other people that have come in, and it's like they're all they're all younger than him. Mm. And then you've got Little Rock, who's you know, much younger. And it's sort of like I guess he finds himself, even though not not openly doing it, but it's like he does become kind of become like a father type figure to them. And I guess when it comes time to be like, do I want to risk my butt to save them? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do. They're that. my and like not so much like they're my kids, but it's like you know they're my they're crew. All I need to yeah. yeah. And then, it's, like I said, it's one of those realizing moments for the audience. When you think about it like that, is yeah, these people are actually in an apocalypse. Regardless of how fun it all seems, mm. they still are clinging to each other because it's the end of the world at the end of it, at the end of the day. The girls, who we got? You know, Wichita, Wichita, or Christy? Okay, you should find that out at the very end. Yeah, very briefly. Um, and uh, Wichita is played by Emma Stone. Um, uh, well, her and her sister. Well, let's talk about them together. Yeah, Little, I mean, little Rock, like um, played by Abigail Breslin. So they are kind of like little con artists, little buggers. Yeah, <laughs> that little that that flashback scene where they're manipulating that um, the service station guy. Mm. That's the same guy that gets eaten in this toilet store, by the way. And do you know who plays him? Mike White. Who, oh right. Mike White was one of the writers of um, School of Rock. Oh, okay. And Jack Black's buddy in that. Anyway. So I reckon it's just a random, cam- <laughs> random cameo. you know. But yeah, so they're, they're, uh, they're, they're con artists. They convince the service station bloke to... Uh, Basically give, give him money. Give him, give him money and free fuel. Um, driving cons away fun. smiling. Cons are fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cons are super well, fun. Well, basically how they fit into the into the Zombieland picture is they con the guys not once, twice. twice. Only twice, maybe. <laughs> it is twice, but then they do abandon them as well, so it's almost a third. That's almost like a con, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, but then they they do say very clearly, and this is we said it we said at the top. It's about their names as well. Nobody wants to get close to each other. Yeah, and so they leave on that third time because they feel like they're getting too close. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, um, Wichita, I guess, form like gets feelings for Columbus. They have that moment where they almost kiss. Yeah, I mean, and Tallahassee. I mean, yeah, they they were drinking wine, were they? 
Or yeah, yeah, they were drinking rum. Yeah. Alcohol's involved, but it's like I don't know. The feelings were still there. It was <laughs> happening, and we've got a little rock. You know, like she's yeah. definitely young, but I guess equally it's because of her con artist, her background, or <laughs> everything that sort of recently happened with the birth of Zombieland. She is yeah, like older than it should be. Well, you know, she's, should well, be she, she's meant to be 12 in this. Yeah. And Abigail Breslin would have been around about 12. The thing she's doing in terms of Zombieland is more adult because yeah. of the situation, and that's, like, cool. But I guess it's also the con artist background as well. But at the same time, she's still really young. You know, she's talking about Hannah Montana. Yeah. She doesn't know certain, you know, she rock stars that you think, you know, she are universal know names. Doesn't know who Bill Murray is, which is which is sad. Well, they don't have parents like making them sit down and watch these movies. They're out on the road conning service attendants, service station attendants. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, that's what she's doing. Or they're uh, pretending to be bitten by zombies. What? Well, so that was their first con, right? Yeah. So yeah, that was their first con. So when they're introduced to the guys. They basically, they con them out of their guns, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so they, they play it as if Little Rock's been bitten. And, and someone needs to die. put someone him out of their misery. Down, yeah. And, so, and then Emma Stone gets a hold of um, Tallahassee's gun being like, I'll do it. Yeah. And then, obviously, the guys are unarmed. Yeah. Actually, they turn on them and then, yeah, yeah. end up... And then they steal their car. Absolutely. And then the second con comes... There's actually a car, a couple of cons in this, isn't there? There's four cons in total. I think Three with the guys, but then one with the flashback as well. Oh, yeah, yeah but they yeah, only yeah. con the guys, yeah. Yeah, then, yeah then the second Two and a half times. Second con is where they parked up in the middle of the highway um, with the car abandoned, basically saying, help us, like a big sign saying, help us. The guys parked further up the road. And obviously, that con was to... Oh, did the car break down? Is that why they needed a new car? Don't know. Mm. doesn't really say it. But it's like, why would yeah. they con the guys again? You think... They were trying to con someone else, but it yeah. just happened to be them, and they yeah. couldn't really get out of that con. They had to commit to it. Yeah, it's true. It's a lot of conning. So we're talking about the relationship between Columbus and Wichita. Mm. And there's also the relationship between um, Tallahassee and Little Rock as well. Yeah, like I said, so you very, know, there is that sort of... Like teachers how to shoot. Like that, yeah, stuff. a paternal sort of moment. I mean, they don't go into it too much, but mm. I guess maybe our instincts are sort of going in that direction as well, and that's just kind of assuming... Yeah. Yeah. If you pair them two up, you got to pair the other two. Mm. Um, but, but it's nice. And again, it's it's the difference as yeah. well. Like, Wichita is so hardcore and, like, <laughs> you know, like she's she's moody and angry and just doesn't take no shit. Yeah. And then Columbus is... Columbus. <laughs> like, yeah. Quirky, weird, yeah. awkward. He's, he's also... timid, you know? He's, he's timid, but he's also... He does have... Like, he loses his shit a little bit sometimes. You know, when he's, like, he's complaining, and like, they're, they're, com- they're squabbling in the car, mm. and he just goes, just fucking stop it. <laughs> we're, we've, we've got to stop it. We're, yeah. uh, we've got to stick together. And, like, it's those little moments where he steps up without actually having to be a, a big tough guy. He's just basically common sensing it and just going, just pull yourself together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love, like, this the scene, the snippet scene of... It's almost like a montage, but it's all it's all snippets of different scenes. When they're in the car and they're sort of rotating seats, obviously yeah. they're driving along, and it's just different interactions and moments, yeah. and it kind of just shows a lot of the different characters and how they're bouncing off each other, and it's yeah. it's just like oh, see, they're getting to know each other, or like they're they're bantering or something. Yeah. I read somewhere that the the idea of this whole movie came from the the concept of um, 
basically we want to do a zombie apocalypse movie which is basically a whole bunch of different sketches put together right so i guess when in writing the movie what they did was just write different scenarios situations yeah like sketch scenes if you will Mm. and then piece them together and then kind of put a through line Mm. you know a key story with these characters throughout it and it does kind of play like that yeah where you do get even like the flashbacks 100 percent. it's like oh it's just like a sketch Mm. um but a lot of it is just moments, and I think that scene in the car really speaks to that. Yeah. But the rest of the movie is obviously a lot more expanded, and it's just moments like when they get to Bill Murray. Mm. There's just it's just one long sketch of this <laughs> interaction of like what would happen in a zombie apocalypse if you went to a celebrity's house. house yeah. But then the celebrity was still there. What if you killed that celebrity? <laughs> it's all there. But yeah, Bill Murray being yeah in this movie just as as himself. It's great. It's just so good. And it's like, it, it just kind of speaks to, to Bill Murray as a person, I guess, as an individual, just like, yeah, I'll play myself. And yeah, like, let's have fun with it. Let's yeah. just goof off. And Let me be dressed as a zombie, but not be a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Like, so yeah, talking about Bill Murray, that's, they ended up, that's where they, they go in the, if you can, if you're going to go anywhere in the Hollywood Hills, like, where would you go? You go to Bill Murray's house, apparently. Yeah. So the big gates, BM. BM and he's got his own theatre and things like that. And yeah, watching Ghostbusters, Busters, yeah. Um, but there's yeah, Bill Murray emerges, <laughs> and and he's in full makeup, and that's it turns out that he's actually not a zombie, and he's just that's what he does to actually get around. So he walks around and apparently town. <laughs> apparently, I don't know how that get, he gets away with it, but yeah. But yeah, more fun scenes there. Like you get them. I can't, was it Wichita in the Ghostbusters outfit or was Woody Harrelson wearing the Ghostbusters outfit? One of them was wearing the Ghostbusters. Woody Harrelson was. Was he? Yeah. But I think I think Emma Stone had like the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, just yeah, a yeah. vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And they were like, I think he was like <laughs> vacuuming the chandelier and yeah. Bill Murray's like, yeah, you got to get it. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. I don't know if he says that. I, I, Somewhat, <laughs> I swear somebody says that, but yeah. Um, and it's great. And then... Columbus actually kills Bill Murray. I mean, yeah, to he yeah he has the honor of how shooting could, Bill Murray. In how the could you not like think what, that? What we, well, yeah, you're like a guy who lives on the edge, who he is right there in that moment. Not, not trained, but he's very much accustomed to killing zombies at a short notice. What do you think is going to happen if you dress up as a freaking zombie and tap him on the shoulder? At no point do I blame. <laughs> Columbus for shooting Bill Murray in the face. It is not his fault. <laughs> and I think the movie knows that. And the, the situation yeah. speaks to that. It's like... Because they can't have his character being disliked or hated or being like, oh, boo, he killed Bill. It's like, no. And it's all played for laughs. But yeah, yeah in the scenario, yeah. it makes sense that he would shoot it. <laughs> Bill Murray, and even, even Tallahassee and Wichita, like, they were in on it as well. Yeah. They were encouraging me, like, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, be so funny. Like, no. What were they thinking? <laughs> the dumbest thing those two characters have at least encouraged in this movie yeah. is that. A shotgun ends up with a shotgun shell to the uh, to the chest. But what we do well. get when Bill Murray's dying is like the question from Little Rock. It's like, what do you regret? Any regrets? Uh, Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you guys, oh, maybe Garfield. Maybe Garfield. <laughs> and yeah, we're just trying to think of all the bad Bill Murray movies. It's, it's Garfield. Although yeah. I don't, I don't hate it that much. But yeah, it's a kids' film. It's fun. Well, there aren't many other bad Bill Murray movies, though. So, so there are none. Really, <laughs> there are none. Um, 
last character that, that we could really talk to, because there really aren't anybody else, unless you want to talk about the nun Knickerbocker <laughs> the the nun. who got kill of the week, which no, is great. The only one um, is Amber Heard's character. Yeah. So who, I don't, it doesn't even have a name, just the... They call her 406, which 406. is her room. That's yeah. her, her address. I did yeah. not know Amber Heard was in this movie. I think the wife pointed I out... I didn't recognize We were watching it, and I was like, she kind of looks familiar, and then the wife was like, I'm pretty sure that's Amber Heard. Mm. We did the old Google, and we're like, holy shit. But yeah. it doesn't. It's like, I guess... I don't know. And she she goes to town on this because, so she she's a breakout the, action role. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think she's fully committed to it. I think it's great because she turns into a zombie. She starts off. Um, she's what she she's Columbus's hallway neighbor or something like that. She comes in in a big panic and she's been bitten by a homeless guy or something like that. Um, and because they don't know what that they don't know the zombie apocalypse is on them, and so they fall asleep, they wake up, and she's a zombie. Mm. <laughs> but she's fully committed to just being batshit crazy zombie. I think that that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, crap. Amber Heard is like this scene stealing moment. Just <laughs> yep, it's all about her. Like just yeah. five minutes devoted to her, just going <laughs> to town in his apartment trying to beat up on yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, why not? And that's the birth of the rules. Is the double tap is the very first rule that he says. Because, he yeah, he almost, he luckily almost got caught out by the fact that he didn't yeah. double tap. That's the thing. And, you know, that's a pretty good little transition into it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the rules? We can't, we can't in a little bit, but, yeah. but the rules themselves, like, so Jesse Eisenberg's character, um, Columbus has got 33 rules. Apparently there's 33. If you look on Wikipedia, there is more. I'm assuming they're, they're they're, they could of, be more now because of the new movie. So it depends on when you look for uh, that. Okay. Well, I know that... So the, the research said that there's 33, but they're numbered inconsistently. They're, oh, numbered, okay. they're numbered above 33, but you don't hear about them. But a couple of good, good ones is you've got your cardio, and that's a, <laughs> you see that when he's he's trying to get into his car at the start, and he says, don't forget your cardio or whatever, and he runs around in a big circle gets back and he drops his keys he goes fuck and he, he goes cardio again and runs around <laughs> and by the time he gets to the car again the zombies are way behind him because they're just not as fit as he is and I think it's a brilliant See, it's like that's like one sketch yeah. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just a funny scene oh, it's so good but then uh, double tap we've said that where don't just shoot a zombie shoot it twice make sure it's dead um, beware of bathrooms there's a great store, um, great scene where yeah what did I say Mike White seatbelts we already said it. If you don't wear a seatbelt, you're flying through the you screen. You will fly the windscreen. Yep. It will happen at some point. Um, travel light was one. I don't remember him saying it, but that's what apparently that appears. Can you remember him seeing that one? Uh, not so much, but I mean, I guess that's probably a given. Like, don't yeah. take heaps of crap with you. These are the ones that I, I think there's a little graphic for. Yeah. Um, apparently. Don't be a hero, which eventually turns into be screw a hero. up, be a hero. Um, Limber up. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to get a stitch, man. You got to stretch. You got to get ready, prepare for a fight. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, know your way out. So when they first meet Wichita, he uh, well Wichita and, and, and mm-hmm. Little Rock, Columbus leaves like that exit door open. He yeah. makes sure it doesn't. It's a jar. It's not locked. Yeah, just so in case like, it needs to get out. Um, check your back seat. You see that that's in the service station sequence as well. There's a and the seatbelt sequence. <laughs> um, zombie appearing. It's a in good. The back it's seat. a good opening scene. It covers yeah. a lot of ground. Um, and then enjoy the little things. Now this is, I guess, maybe. This is probably the most theme-wise <laughs> rule for the movie. Where it is, it's like amongst all the shit, 
take time to appreciate those small things in life. Don't take for granted. When, yeah. And that brings us to like the Twinkie. Yeah. And the, the, the mission for it. Oh, it's so funny when they shoot, he accidentally shoots the box of Twinkies. Yeah. But he says, he does get reward at the end. It's, and it's Little Rocket gives it to you. Finds yeah. one. It's like, I've got it here for you. It's almost like you save the day. Here's your prize. Yeah. And it's like, yes. Good, good boy. Here's your treat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a payoff. Well, oh, it's great. But yeah, so there, there's an overview of the, um, the rules. Uh, they actually, um, a fair, fair amount of, well, no, the main the main special effects in this movie, I think we already mentioned a little, a little bit, is that these rules, when they're mentioned throughout the narrative, appear in a graphic somehow, like strange, like randomly. So you you see them appear written down in, in text while the scene's actually unfolding, so you get a bit more of an understanding of what the rule means. Very cleverly done. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really That's good. where the budget went. I hope... Yeah, it's, it's, that's $23 <laughs> million. I hope, and fing, fingers crossed with the new one, I hope that... I dare say it'll be a rehash, like a lot of the like the key things. I expect new rules, like yeah. the same rules, but some new ones. Like it's mm. been ten years, surely he must have come up with because he, he's always writing down new ones, isn't he? He's like, I want to add it to the list. That's cool. Oh yeah, that's right, he is too. Yeah. Oh well, I'm looking forward to watching it. Okay, we'll cover it a little bit. I reckon it might be time to have a bit of a break. What do you reckon? Sounds good. We'll see you in a sec. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from Up Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then Nut Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs, and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. All right, we're back. Now, this movie is is cool. It's, it's funky. Pro- it's funky. <laughs> it's funky. <laughs> the movie takes us to funky town. Yeah. Um, the music, its soundtrack, uh, the score. So the score, it's by um, a guy named David Sardi. Now I don't know. He's I don't I don't recognise the name or anything like that. But he's done movies that I've heard of. So he's done. You know the movie Twenty One with that's Kevin that, Spacey. It's a gambling. That's the one. gambling one. Yeah, the casino yeah. stuff that they're doing. Count so, cards. Yeah, that that's right. Um, Mathematicians or something like that. This, there you go. So, yeah, uh, something like that. Good um, soundtrack is a. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, they, they're not memorable, but I just remember these movies. Um, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Um, Bright, that Netflix original that came out. I with, did not like that movie. Did you? I thought it was alright. I thought it was. A lot shit. of people bagged that movie. Shit, man. I thought it, it was shit. Eh. I thought. I thought. Was well, the soundtrack alright? Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. So nothing really sticks out to me. So they're not like iconic. these aren't iconic. The soundtrack movies, no. though, they probably you know they probably worked in the in the picture in the movie. Yeah. To me, you know how you were saying before about this movie, it's like a whole bunch of little skits that are just kind of like fitted in. Yeah, that's what the music is to me as well. It's it changes with the like you get a little bit of hillbilly in there sometimes. It's a bit of banjo. So yeah, but then sometimes it, it gets right. really hard and heavy and, for the scene for the moment and yeah. for I guess also for the comedy that it's trying to portray. Yeah, whether yeah, like if it fits. Either to be epic and cool, or yeah. if it fits to sort of be like, ah, um, yeah, like just, yep, just let the let the humour wash yeah. over me. Absolutely, to absorb you in there. So there isn't a theme that that's, that comes with this one or anything like that, but it is just, I think it is just an eclectic mix of random genres of music, cool songs as well. You know, like 
also doing that same effect. So, you know, like you get like mm. some grungy music, some rock, yeah. or some just silly, goofy songs. Yeah. Sort of playing. And nothing, oh, there, was, there was one or two on there that, that it didn't actually have, I couldn't find an actual soundtrack for it. Oh, yeah. So, but I swear that it had a whole bunch of um, hit, like, you know, just random hits thrown on there as well. But, well I mean, the, but they the, didn't actually produce a soundtrack the for The Ghostbusters it. song. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's done so, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's one example and we can move on <laughs> so I wonder if um, David Saad is back for the next one anyway just about I love the research effort that we've put in <laughs> I'm more excited about watching the new one anyway but this movie you know what I want from the new movie I want some cool new very memorable lines that, that like like this movie has given us and that's and that's what it did give us. It's given us a whole bunch. That's what it's remembered for for many people, for me as do especially. Some, do you have some favourite ones? I do. So I've listed a couple here. Most of these are Tallahassee ones. Tallahassee and that makes sense. Yeah, like, so they're all Woody Harrelson just dropping it one-liners. It fits that he's the one. Like, there's one where he says, um, I've never been good with goodbyes, so that will do, pig. <laughs> and he just and, and he just quotes a line from Babe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and, and yeah, Columbus just goes, "That's a that's a movie, man." I love the whole thing with the what are those marshmallow oh, yeah, frosty ball things? Or, yeah. yeah, like I hate coconut, not the taste, the, the consistency. consistency. And you know what? I'm not a big fan of coconut. I relate to that line. It's not that it's gross. It's like yeah, I just kind of don't like the feeling of it. You know what? I actually love it. So whatever. Um, that's that's. Uh, I'm not knocking coconut. <laughs> it's just my feelings. Um, this next, the next one is probably one of the most famous ones for the movie, which is "Time to nut up or shut up." Said with a really redneck drawl, which I can't yeah. do. Like, is so. that like that's that's probably the quote. That's the quote of the movie. Yeah. I think. I think it's so. like his catchphrase. <laughs> um, he also says, uh, "Well, um, Little Rock says, who's Bill Murray?" And he goes, "I've never hit a kid before." Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never been a kid before. I mean, that's like asking who Gandhi is. Who's Gandhi? Ah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Little cheeky things. They're just full of them. And my fa- one of my favourite ones, that, one line that he says, though, is Little Rock says to him, there's no Twinkies. And he just goes, shit, fuck! And he just screams it out, and I think it's just hilarious. That's so. just... He is a man in pain. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's, he's suffering, mm. and he needs that Twinkie. Oh, it's very, very funny. But that's what... So when I watched this years and years ago, that's what I remembered the things about this movie was that it was just witty, little quirky things. And then watching it again just last week in prep for this, yeah, I was writing down these quotes going, oh, I remember that. Oh, I've heard that. Everybody yeah, say that or somebody said that. When I was something. watching this again, it, it was sort of like... I felt like I... I you know, not, not like the, the nut up or, or shut up, whatever it is. Yeah. But like other ones, I just... I felt like I was hearing a lot of them for the first time. I was just like, I don't remember this being so, <laughs> like, just epic lines. I'm like, yeah. wow, like, who wrote this? And obviously, yeah, it's like, it's Red the yeah. Deadpool guys. Yeah. And it's like, it all just makes sense. Yeah. Like, they went on to do Deadpool. It's like, yeah. <laughs> super quirky, super funny people. All right, well, you want to talk your favourite scenes? It's, it's tricky because... Like I said, you know, the movie is essentially mm. made up of scenes, like yeah. humorous scenes. And it works for this movie that it is mm. like that. It's not like a... Yeah, it's, mm. it's not a negative at all. 
Um, but they, there's lots of there's there's key moments and there's different things happening and there's different dynamics between the characters. Mm. But I mean, once they get to once the zombies swarm, you know, they get to Pacific Play Playland or whatever it's called, and the zombie swarms there, and you know, like the guys rock up, yeah. and you know, zombies are getting knocked out by rides in motion, <laughs> and they're getting crushed by things. Yeah, like. Fantastic. It's a, you know, <laughs> you've gone to the end of this movie and now you're getting a reward yeah. <laughs> for sitting time. In a world where there isn't that many zombies for a movie yeah. called Zombieland, you know, it's quite, the roads are quite empty. The towns are quite empty. Buildings are quite empty. That's a good point. You don't, you just don't see many. It's just, everything, it's just all abandoned. And it's only been like a couple months. Yeah, they say so, two months. So it's not like the yeah. zombies have all... Like, yeah, like, towns are abandoned and, like, there's humans are that dead, mm. but, like, the zombies are, yeah, not really there. So, it is great to get that giant swarm where it's sort of like, okay, cool, there yeah. is a lot of zombies everywhere. Like, they just need to be drawn into a, a sound yeah. kind of thing. And that's um, what that's what happens. Look, if, if I'm going to throw out, like, just a, a standout scene above them all, I think it's, I think it's Tallahassee when he's taking a stand inside the... The, the game. Well, but that's it. Yeah, that's like for me. That's, I can say as a whole, that's that the whole payoff of all of it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, zombie killing. That's happening. I love it. And as much as it's so different, and it's sort of like the movie just becomes something else, it just fits really well with the yeah. whole tone. It, it's not like a huge shock where it's like, what is happening now? This is getting goofy or silly. Yeah. It's like you've caught you, this. It's like a ride. The whole movie is a ride, and you're just like, yep, <laughs> we have arrived at. Uh, yeah, your destination and your destination is Tallahassee. <laughs> that moment when he's like that whole part of that whole scene where he's he's like on the roller coaster and he's just shooting zombies while on the roller coaster and going up and around and all this stuff. It's just brilliantly done. And then he yeah lures them all to the one space and it has his final stand. I remember watching that particular scene like for the first time and I actually thought this was a that was like a the goodbye moment where he's like he was actively putting himself out there to save the others. And that was a lot of other movies would say, "All right, that character's gone." Yeah, sacrifice him for the yeah for the kids, you know, yeah. like do it for the yeah. kids. It. And but no, he prevails. <laughs> he <laughs> prevails, <laughs> and we're getting Zombie Land too. And he's back. Kill of the week. Oh yeah, those moments. Isn't that great? Um, we just get different sister Knickerbocker. Sister Knickerbocker. <laughs> they're all and they're overly violent and they're awesome and they're epic and. Mm. And again, it's like, it's information that the characters wouldn't know, but our all-seeing, all-knowing narrator, Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. or Columbus, is aware. He knows that he's, yeah. as uh, as the movie narrator, he's giving out these awards yeah. to things that these characters aren't even experiencing or knowing about, but yeah, plays uh, fair. It, it fair. So I enjoyed those. That's great. That's fantastic. All right, well, I think it might be time to have our uh, our quiz break. Sure. Let's do that. I'm quizzing you, and if this is the first time you guys have uh, joined us, what we do is 10 questions in 60 seconds. I was about to say six questions in (laughs) something seconds. (laughs) But Um, no, 10? Yeah, so 10 questions in 60 seconds. I'm ready to go. All right. Three, two, one, let's go. What is Columbus's greatest fear? Do not know. Can't remember. What number does Tallahassee paint on... Correct. What apartment does Columbus's neighbour live in? 406. Correct. What item does Wichita and Little Rock use to scan the service station attendant? An engagement ring. Correct. How does sister Cynthia Knickerbocker... Piano. Correct. What is the name of Tallahassee's son? 
Oh, shit. Can't remember. What game do they play in Bill Murray's house? Monopoly. Correct. What does Columbus say is the best thing about Zombieland? Quiet. Peace and quiet. Incorrect. What is the name of the ride the girls get stuck on? Uh, so, like, the long gravity drop thing. I didn't say describe it. I said name it. Mm. And what is Wichita's <laughs> real name? Is Christy. Incorrect. Kirsty. Christy. Is it? Incorrect. All right. <laughs> That's it? That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Talk to it. Talk to me. Tell me my answers. Because, well, I thought so it was Christy. Uh, I lost track. I, I had it on my fingers. I think you got five. I think, I think um, a couple of them. Yeah. Columbus's greatest fear, greatest fear is clowns. Oh, clowns! And he, he has that it. epic moment where he takes down a clown, and you know he even says, mm. "I knew it would come to this." Mm. Like he's very aware that yes, his story ends here. Yeah, for <laughs> and he takes down the clown, and that's that, and that's that moment where he says, "Be the hero instead of don't be." Yeah, the hero. he changes his rule. Yeah. What, what else do we got? Um, Tallahassee's son is named Buck. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Columbus says the best thing about Zombieland is no Facebook statuses. Ah. And I, I think, I don't know if it was intentional, but I found it funny that it was Jesse Eisenberg but, saying it. Yeah. You know, being the creator Be, of Facebook, Facebook and all himself, that. himself, yeah. Um, Mr. Zuckerberg. Blast and, off is the ride. Yeah, Mr. Zuckerberg. All right. But it was that gravity thing where it like, yeah, lifts you off and drops you and stuff. Yeah. Which is a bit of a hair-raising little moment, you know, like as they drop, you know that they're not going to drop they're not, not going to be in real danger, but as it slowly descends, you're like, you're just cringing. You're like, they're only in a few meters distance of... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and you said, what was the last question? Chris. Uh, which is real name is Krista. Krista. It's not Christy. Oh. Which I think yeah, when... You're going to let me down with a vowel. One uh, vowel. Nah. Well, I mean, I think you actually said Krista... In when we were talking about her earlier in the show. You lie. No, even in your notes, you wrote Krista. <laughs> oh, I bloody did. But you no. did get 5 out of 10 there, so... That's all right. Not like that. You got you had, had a 10 out of 10 the other time. It was 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. <laughs> 9 out of 10. <laughs> so close. Oh, good gosh. Um, all right. But that's it, guys. Well done, I suppose. Um, let's let's rate this. And yep. what we do is out of 5 VHS tapes. 5 VHS tapes. I'll go first. Uh, like the movie. <laughs> liked the movie. Loved it. Loved the movie more than I liked it ten years ago. Um, don't know why. I really liked the the family elements of it. It's you got four independent people who don't really need to be, but they managed to survive just fine without each other. But they're coming together, and then they realise how much they can rely on each other, and how good that, how safe that feeling is, and all of that. All of that jazz, you know. All that jazz. A, it's, it's just got some good feelings. <laughs> the feels. Uh, it does. This movie does have a surprising amount of feels. Like when you find out about Tallahassee's son, when you find out about Ohio being destroyed, those little moments where you're like, oh, oh, that is kind of a little bit sad. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Um, so I, I mean, it's not really too much I can say about it. It's a supremely entertaining movie. You could watch it over and over again. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't. I am going to going to now. Now that yeah, anyway. And I'm really looking forward to the next one. I gotta say this it doesn't go below a four. Four VHS tapes. Sounds good. This this movie yeah, it actually has so much going for it. Like it's got attitude, it's got humour, it's got, you know, a bit of gore action. Not like gross gore. Could have done um, the funeral zombies, but that's fine. It's 
it, it, it is fun. It makes a zombie apocalypse fun. It's the most fun I've had in a zombie in a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. I mean, really. And it is those four characters, the four actors, and they're being them being so different and yeah. coming together and that dynamic that really makes it something unique yeah. where you know like you are getting you're getting so so many different things from these four characters yeah. but it's all one thing and it, it all it, it's nice like you said this feels mm. and it it's just a bloody fun good time bill murray that whole moment like Show stealing. it is yeah it's like i think that's what i remember from last time but yeah it is crazy that this time around it's like I just found myself enjoying it so much more than yeah. than last time, and it, oddly enough, I'm coming at the same at the same thing. Four out of five VHS tapes, so nice one. fantastic, and looking forward to that second one. Gosh, it's more so good. now than I was. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it, but now I'm like, oh wow, there's. I hope they. <laughs> I hope it's as fun. I hope they do it as. I hope they yeah. do a good job. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that was our rewind to 2009. Zombieland. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind request can be sent to us via email at thatfilmstudpodcast.gmail.com. That's right. Um, or you can reach out to us on either That Filmstew or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages while you're there. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and iTunes as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. Yep. Uh, you can find our entire catalogue of episodes on the That Film Studio website. Uh, check it out, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. Um, coming soon from That Film Studio, of course we've got the upcoming Zombieland Double Tap review. Yeah. But before that, in time for Halloween, episode 200, we're doing a Halloween special. Right. Much like our Christmas special, mm. it's going to be all about horror movies, we'll do some top five recommendations, we'll just play like some quizzes and games and that sounds great. Like old school stuff that we used to do, but just all about, just Halloween horror movie themed. You guys will have, have a ball with that one. Our next episode we should talk yeah. about is also Halloween themed. Yeah. We want to review the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. It's an annual tradition now, is, three indeed. times. I think we can officially say it's a tradition. Yeah. Um, Treehouse of Horror episodes 11 to 15. That's right. So the next batch of five. Still doing it. We're still going. That's right. Um, we've still got a few more to go. That's it for us right now. Thank you very much for listening. This has been another episode of Rewind and Review. We'll see you on our next trip. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.